Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. It was a full-on dance battle, man. You know, we were in there break dancing. Um, I had the little beanie with the pad on it, spinning on my head. Um, you know, and it was just—it was incredible to be able to, you know, do something like that with Russell, man. It really, it really, you know, it was—it was everything for me. Excellent sarcasm. Yeah, I All picked right, up so on it. Let's say this actually happened. Who you got? Oh, Odell I got or Russ? Odell. I got Russ. Really? Intensity. I think Russ is gonna bring it. Will bring a different level of intensity. Dancing harder than anyone. He dance. would just outlast Odell. <laughs> Odell may bring out the Michael Jackson, but he would outlast. I Odell. think Odell's got the moves. That's need to sure. see this. What's good? Welcome to the best 60 minutes of your day. Coming up, we'll be joined by an MVP. While Kyrie Irving has no shot of being even the Celtics MVP next season. Plus. Week one MVP, Alex Smith, where he will be playing next season. Uh, but we got a lot to get to in our top six stories. As you see, the Indians going streaking still. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's doing But we start with Odell Beckham Jr. He was a limited participant in practice today. Hard to know whether that bodes well for the Giants in terms of Beckham playing on Monday night football against the Lions. But Beckham, he gave us some more insight into how serious his injury is today. For me, it's like... This is what you do it for. Um, nobody, I personally don't want to get up at 6.30 every morning to get here for 7 o'clock treatment. Um, the days we have off, you're here at 10 o'clock for treatment. Um, I go home and I do five, six hours of treatment. It, it's boring. You know, it's not fun. Nobody wants to do that and definitely don't want to, you know, work all off season and everything to get to, to Dallas and have to sit there and watch. Um, so I'm itching to get back on the field. There's... But definitely would rather be on the field than the training room, I'll tell you that much. Now, he also revealed that his injury uh, had a six- to eight-week timetable. Mm. How it long has it been? 24 days. All right, so with that being said, and he's doing treatment, obviously, around the clock. Are the Giants, are they better off being safe with Odell so they won't be sorry later on? I think so. And, look, I'm not a doctor, uh, obviously, and I'm not even going to try to play one Would on television right now. I have stayed at a Holiday Inn Express before. Uh, he doesn't know his body, and all bodies are different. I mean, he's out there. He's making progress. Uh, there's optimism. That's all well and good. But I wouldn't put him out there until he had at least one full practice going into the game. I know last week there was talk about he didn't need to practice to play. Come to find out he wasn't even close to yep. playing in the opener. Again, the Giants, despite their offensive line issues, have enough to hold down the fort or should have enough talent on offense to hold down the fort without Odell Beckham or without trying to make him out to be a Superman that could come in, swoop in, and solve, solve all his problems with his mere presence. But neither one of us knows whether he plays or not Monday night. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. I wouldn't be trying to put him out there, hence, uh, you know, uh, unless he suffered a setback or he might be in danger of suffering a setback, same way he did with his hamstring as a rookie. I just want to say that I appreciate him owning his truth there. We joked about the page six report about the dance battle last week between him and Russell Westbrook. Sometimes you can't afford to sit back and let people tell your story for you. Mm. And there are too many people who think that this kid does not love the game, that football is not important to him. Okay, whether it's going on a boat trip to Miami last year or dancing in the club or whatever it is. I like that he said, I'm here trying to get on the field, trying to practice. 
I'm busting my butt because I want to play. And he gets a bad rap for that. This game's important to him. Well, I, and I want to pick up right there real quick because here's the thing. I think because of the persona of Odell Beckham Jr., that people look at him and they see flash. They see the blonde hair. And they take those things to mean uh, that he's not as serious about the game as anybody else because he does, you know, dabble in entertainment. Now he's got commercials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just seems like so, quote, glamorous. A diva. Right, as if those two things can't coexist. He can still have fun. He can still be into and live his life the way that he does. But that doesn't mean that when it comes to business, he's not about all business. Yeah. And so from that standpoint, I think what's probably going to happen, and it's starting to bubble a little bit already especially because he practiced a little bit and people think just because you practice a little bit mm-hmm. that means for sure you're going to play on Sunday and I think the fact that he did practice is given the kind of injury that he has and the timetable that's a testament to his toughness more right. than anything else so if right. he doesn't play Monday hopefully it won't be people questioning his uh his desire his, to his play dedication exactly. I, I just hope the Giants are, and I think they are that's more about the fool around with a high angle all right uh now let's talk about tonight's game Deshaun Watson is expected to become the third quarterback since the merger to make his first career stat on his birthday what? I have no idea what that has to do with anything well it's his birthday okay and we just wanted a, <laughs> we wanted a pretty great kind of random but okay cool <laughs> uh the ripe old age of 22 he joins Brock Osweiler that's pretty funny and Mark Brunel now Watson will be Houston's ninth starting quarterback since Bill O'Brien became their head coach in 2014. And this will blow your mind. That breaks a tie with the Browns. The Browns, who's had more quarterbacks, 50-11 quarterbacks for most in the league in that span. So, tonight, Cincinnati, you expect a dazzling debut from Deshaun? Why, because it's his birthday? Because it's his birthday? Was that the point of that? I no, I have zero expectations for a rookie quarterback making his first career start on a short week coming off an ankle problem of his own on the road yep. with protection problems. Yep. Okay? <laughs> Recipe for disaster. I have zero expectations. <laughs> I just hope he plays well enough to stop Bill O'Brien because somebody needs to stop Bill O'Brien. I'm, I'm with Tom Savage's agent who came out and said, how do you bench somebody after 31 plays? Okay? Well, that lets you know that they didn't believe in him. Is my man rocking a tux coming to the game? I guess it's your birthday. You can do what you want. He looks great. <laughs> All right. Um, I hope he plays great. I hope he looks good, feels good, plays good. Um, but my point is, for I, I, t- I said this before, if you are going to be that quick to pull Tom Savage first half of the first game, then he should have never started to begin with. I said that from jump when he talked about whether or not it was time to move on. I'm like, well, why would you start with him? Mm-hmm. And so what I worry about is that – is Bill O'Brien truly willing to roll with this kid's rookie mistakes, assuming that he makes them? And here's what I mean by that. If you were willing to roll with his rookie mistakes. You should have started him. Yeah, no, you're correct. Okay, okay. So I hope he doesn't go out there, even though it would seem to be hard to go back to Tom Savage. If Deshaun Watson doesn't ball out from the jump, I would hope he doesn't continue this musical chair act at quarterback. I, I think that now that he started down this path, he's got to stay there. And look, just based on everything Bill O'Brien said during the preseason, during training camp, he just didn't seem to be that committed to Tom Savage. And I don't know if it was one of those things where he said, well, I'm just going to hold off as long as I can. And I don't think that's the way to approach your quarterback situation. You have to be sure and certain. And unless you were prepared for Tom Savage to make the mistakes that he made, then you should have just stuck with him. Deshaun Watson always seemed like, to me, the one that they should start because there was no distance between them. Mm-hmm. But now I hope 
what happens isn't what you said, or I hope what doesn't happen isn't what you said, that because he already pulled a panic move, what's to prevent him from pulling another? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Yeah, especially tonight. 18 quarterback changes for a variety of reasons. Okay, enough is enough. All right, first, the good news for Andy Dalton, who was quite bad in week one with five turnovers and a .6 QBR. Rookie first-round wideout John Ross, one of the fastest players in the league, is expected to make his debut tonight. Bad news is Andy Dalton is facing the Texans. Not to mention, it's primetime Andy Dalton, Uh which is not a good thing. Okay. Andy Dalton against the Texans. You ready, Jamel? I'm ready. One read five. Me. You can read it. Read it in a week. <laughs> Three touchdowns, seven picks, Ew. 43.4 QBR. He's a 37 bad? QBR. It's not good. 37 QBR and a 5-11 record in prime time. A lot of people thinking this, so we're going to go ahead and ask the question. With A.J. McCarron waiting in the wings, should Andy Dalton's job be on the line tonight? I Is this a must-win game for Andy Dalton? In week two, two? Yeah. he can't – I can't imagine him playing worse than he possibly played because who has – what is this, QBR 0.6? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wow, so if this were a classroom, he wouldn't even have gotten a D. Um, look, I, I think if you're the Bengals and he goes out against the Texans at home, again at home, you got to think about it. Yeah. you got to think about it. Because something else may be going on there. Maybe he needs to chill out for uh, chill out for a start or two. And with A.J. McCarron right there, it would be hard not to put Why are you holding on to A.J. McCarron with him going into free agency right. if you're not high enough on him to make a move if you have to? It, Andy Dalton's job should be on the line, but it's not even his fault. He's, he's not special. And, you, and he's the consummate guy that things have to be going well around him. He needs playmakers around him. He needs a running game. And most important, he needs an offensive line. Their offensive line is brutal. And now you get the Texans. You get J.J. Watt. You get Jadevian Clowney. You get Whitney Merciless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be merciless all right tonight when it comes to getting after Andy Dalton. So I don't expect him to play well in this game. And I think the calls are only going to get louder. I'm not sure Marvin Lewis pulls the trigger now when it comes to changing quarterbacks. But it's getting a lot closer. You, you got to, at this point, be running out of patience with Andy Dalton, knowing that if you're ever going to see what you got at A.J. McCarron and didn't get, try to get anything for him, given that other teams wanted him, you probably got to go ahead and make that move sooner rather than later. Rockies D-backs closing out a four-game series that might be a preview of the NL Wild Card. Here's J.D. Martinez with his 10th home run in 11 games and 23rd in 49 games since the trade from Detroit. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> Okay, from Detroit. Uh, you expected this, right? Because he got traded from Detroit. Of course I and did. And this was coming. All right, and meanwhile, Boston now won six of eight as the Sox beat the A's 6-2, thanks in part to a solo home run, courtesy of Christian Vasquez, who had a banner day with that homer over the green monster. By the way, no banners removed today, but breaking news, racism is in fact still as American as baseball and water is wet. Ooh, that's, okay. called, that's what you call calling a spade a spade. Am I right, Jamel? That is what you call it. All right. All right. Now let's move on to some NBA. Say what you will about ESPN's NBA rankings, but they are providing cheap and easy fodder. The latest snub, Kyrie Irving, drops from being the 15th best player to number 25, or that's the projection for next year. Now somewhere I'm sure Carmelo Anthony and C.J. McCollum are shaking their collective heads. So does this mean we should expect Kyrie to be a worse player now that he's going to Boston? And of note, Gordon Hayward, ranked 20th. So, so are we still trying to make sense of these rankings? <laughs> it's like I, with all due respect, I know a lot of people that put a lot of work and effort <laughs> yeah. and thought into deciding who's, who they're projecting to be the best players in the NBA going forward. And we'll have our turn at 1 through 10 coming up in a second. But, no, he's not going to be worse. I, I truly believe. I truly believe. He'll be different. Yeah. He'll be different. That's He'll evolve. And I think that was the point of, of him wanting a change from a basketball standpoint. Mm-hmm. Forget the personality conflicts with LeBron. From a basketball standpoint, he wanted a change. He wanted an ability to evolve. He's going to the perfect place to do that with Brad Stevens' culture, Brad Stevens' sets, 
uh, the supporting cast around him. I believe Danny Ainge, and I, and I share his optimism that Kyrie Irving is a better passer than maybe we have seen so far. He, he'll be more willing in Boston, I believe. I also think he has the capability of being not a lockdown defender, but a better defender in Boston than he has been in Cleveland, mostly because I think he's going to want to go out to prove. We know he can get buckets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you don't have to prove that you can score. We know you can score off the dribble as well as anybody in NBA history. Can you make your teammates better? So when you demanded and when you asked to have the team, it wasn't just about the organization consulting you when it comes to personnel moves. It wasn't just getting out from the shadow of LeBron. Carrying a team doesn't necessarily mean being a leading scorer all the time. No. It means making people around you better, and I believe he will do that, and I believe he'll be better than the 25th if best player is, in the league this If this year. makes any sense, hopefully, is that I think Kyrie will be more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, You said what I said, except smarter. <laughs> and shorter. <Yeah. laughs> so I think that he'll be more well-rounded, and I do think that he's going to accept this challenge. I think he's very much fueled by the fact that people couldn't believe he had the audacity to want to get from uh, get away from LeBron James and not want to play with one of the most transcendent players of our time. And I think he'll be fueled and motivated to show everybody that this is who this is another layer to this player that's been lurking beneath me. Another so layer to this player. <laughs> I just came up with that off the top of my head. Now, the good thing is now that we know 11 through 30, Mike, mm-hmm. that means that. There are 10 players yeah, left to be selected. We know. Right? Yeah, so we okay. don't know who those players are. I don't know when the top 10 is. I assume it, it comes out tomorrow probably. All right. So we went ahead and ranked our own top 10. So can you believe one and two were actually hard for me? You thought about putting Kevin Durant I at the top? I did. I thought about putting Kevin Durant at the top, but I went with LeBron James because like every year – at the end of it, I don't want to fall. I don't want to overthink it. I believe there's another level for him, too. Yeah. Um, I think so he wants to reach it. Just I do. Got, got uh, Russ there, Kawhi, uh, Steph. Um, and I don't know. I don't feel like my top ten is all that debatable. Draymond, dude. Like, What's wrong with that? All right, man. I, I guess the Spartan. Defensive I guess you, player of the okay. year? Okay. All right. No, I, it's yep. not a Spartan, Spartan choice. Spartan together. No, it's Spartan see, see, together. there you go. Let me show you a real Wait, list. What's your list? Let me show you a real list. All right. See? So I can rip this apart. Let's be bold. <laughs> Gotta be bold. Fortune met. favors the bold. Look at number three. Wait, hold up. Number three. I, I, I'm calling. Come on, Mike. This time next Come on. year. Third best player in the league. This is a projection. I know. That's the point. Next, no, no, next right? year. That's yes. what that's what we've been clowning our NBA colleagues about. Is this a projection? Okay. LeBron and KD will still. I think they're like Brady and Rogers. They're in a class by themselves. And then like those two guys. Oh, I like how y'all did that right there. Those two guys. <laughs> Class by themselves. This guy, like the three, right, over here. he led his team in all five categories last year. <laughs> right. A team that was uh, besieged by injuries. Right. And then, you know, everybody else. Tell everybody, will there be a storm coming in from the, the east and, right? <laughs> Go ahead. It's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. You should do that more often. I like the way that works Get out you there. off camera. <laughs> Wendians, 21 straight. 538 says... Cleveland has a 12% chance of tying the all-time record of 26, 7% chance of breaking it. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance that this live shot works tonight, <laughs> right now. Tonight, they're in Kansas City. I'm feeling hopeful. Four-game four game series against the Royals. <laughs> Pedro Gomez, do we have you? He's back. I fixed it. I got under the okay. hood. I got right. under the hood. I Good. fixed it. Again, it was the best, carburetor. Best part of the, the block was you. But we hear this is a great story that you have about how the Windians are behaving differently during this historic streak. Take it away. I've got breaking, breaking news for you both. Baseball players, it's been confirmed, are superstitious. Right. Imagine that. Whoever knew. Whoever knew. Um, you know what, though? Some things, look, these are creatures of habit. They're very superstitious. But when you go on a winning streak like this, you'd be amazed at what you find out. I just wear my 
my uh, same socks. Uh, I got some probably like a month ago or so. Um, I got a package from somebody. I don't know the, the name of the fan. Uh, it might have been a fan or something. So I uh, which ones? I got I got these in a package uh, in the mail. So and you just I wear start. those on game day. Yep. Every game you've worn those. Yeah. If I don't play. I wear them. Try to keep every everything in my routine the exact same, and make sure I pick out the same exact jersey color for every start. It's always pick a navy. And why? I don't know. Just I feel like it's good vibes in that jersey. Same thing with my cleats. The cleats I got made for the kids' weekend, the players' weekend. I keep wearing them just because that's when the streak kind of started. Was that weekend? The road spikes. Wrong, but he's old. Look, he's old. But and I had to keep it up because we win. <laughs> yes. This is an in-home stand, and I have a lot, and I can use it wherever I want. But right now, and win-win, I use it to the white one. And that's and you've never worn the same spikes six games in a row, no. and you have now. No, no, no. This is my first time because win-win, so I I want to keep it up. Now you remember yesterday I told you about the shrine to Joe Boo. Uh-huh. There you go, guys. I didn't want you to not see it. Whoa. And Whoa, the big Joe Boo, by the way, is new this year. That's a brand new one. I told you about the movie Major League. The Indians had to have you guys see it. Can't tell you about it without showing you. All right. Well, appreciate you, man. And this streak, unreal. Pedro Gomez continuing to get comfortable in Cleveland. <laughs> Keys to success is brought to you by those that live like a pro. GMC. All right, so who's getting the keys to the Chiefs' offense? Well, the highest-rated passer in the NFL after one week doubts that he'll get one more season to keep a first-round pick on the bench. Alex Smith told my guy, Graham Bensinger, who's already young, I've known him since he's even younger, that he expects to be playing elsewhere next year and give way to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, uh, for sure. It absolutely does, um, without a doubt. And uh, I only say that because that was exactly my, my mindset when I got traded here was no different. Uh, like this could be my only year here. I mean, I knew we were potentially going to take a quarterback. Uh, we hadn't really spent a lot of draft capital on a quarterback since I've been here. We have a lot of expectations and it's for winning now, right? Like win now. And uh, we got this window of opportunity and let's take advantage. And uh, yeah, here was a draft pick that potentially maybe could have contributed who now I'm, I'm hoping sits for a while. Gets a tough pill to swallow a little bit. You know, yeah, man, we'd like, God, we could add this or this or this position or this player. Yeah, see, I don't think week one was about the Patriots being bad on defense and just a, you know, a flash in the pan for Alex Smith. I think that's who he's going to be this season. They, they already wanted to push the ball down the field. He's going to be somebody lighting it up. He's got, maybe the, not 368 and four okay. touchdowns, but I, mean, but I think he'll be good enough. I, I said this uh, a while ago. He, this could be another Philip Rivers, Drew Brees situation. Like you, you trade up for a guy, you draft a guy that you think is going to be ready sooner rather than later. But the guy you have is so good until why would you move on from him? And you can sit there and let Patrick Mahomes develop the right way. Imagine that in 2017. Well, it, or it could just be that Alex Smith, Patrick, th- those two things can be happening at once. Patrick Mahomes can be developing. And Alex Smith just may not be. He may just be so good that you can't really justify replacing That's him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and look, I know Alex Smith. He's a ver- he's a he's been a a veteran in this league, 
And he understood with the Colin Kaepernick situation, with mm-hmm. all that. And I think that's why part of why he has this this attitude right. of I know that this happens sooner than sooner rather than later. And I appreciate the professional professionalism in him for understanding that. But I think he's, he is actually selling himself a little bit short. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's one of those things, you know, sometimes you tell yourself to expect, you know, expect the worst. Right. If prepare he, for the worst, pre- hope for the best. Right. Like yeah. if he is just having that mindset, right. knowing that it's coming, say, hey, I'm going to prepare myself now. So right. that way I'm not disappointed at the end of the season. Right. But I do think that Mahomes' presence has probably lit a fire under him Oh, a there's no bit. question about it. And if and Andy Reid, I mean, being the quarterback expert that he is, I mean, they might have just been great value in getting Patrick Mahomes, even if it did cost you draft picks. Not everybody is trading for quarterbacks or acquiring quarterbacks right. out of desperation. You right. acquired that quarterback out of a position of strength because you felt like long-term he could be your Brett Favre. Well, let him sit back and learn. And in the meantime, you can win games. I, I've I've changed my mind on Alex Smith in terms of how far this team is capable of going with him at quarterback. On offense, at least. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Eric Berrick injury, they got to recover from that. But I believe that he can actually he's special enough with those weapons. What's wrong with having a late career renaissance? Who says he's done developing, right. for that matter? Mm-hmm. All right, let's play a little game of take it or leave it. Mike Golick Jr. is going to join us in a second. Who I heard just gave a phenomenal best man speech. Really? So he should appreciate Brandon Marshall today on his relationship with Eli Manning. We're, we don't have any like marital counseling, so that's good. <laughs> you know, so our relationship is great. You know, it's it's not rocky. You know, usually they say the first two three years of marriage is tough, uh, but so far so good. You know, we're still in that honeymoon phase. So so good. That's why he's an Emmy-winning broadcaster. Mike Golick Jr. Take it or leave it. Eli and Marshall can make this marriage work. I'm going to take this one, and the reason they can make it work is because it's going to be one of those open marriages where Odell, when he's ready, gets to come and jump right back into the bed. Is it going to be like Drove? Have you been insecure? watching Insecure? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's going to be Drove. You know he's lying, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know Drove is lying. No, okay. no <laughs> doubt. But, yeah, no, that same basic principle applies here, and I think once that comes back, because you got to remember, they lost Odell in preseason two. Preseason three is really the last place we see starters get work. And so going into week one in Dallas, this is still a feeling out process for two guys that we heard all through camp still hadn't quite gelled, even mm. with the best guy on their team still in bed with them. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as well. Like, I, I, look, here, it, here's what concerns me: is how long is Odell Beckham Jr. out? And I think a lot of people, like Mike, you were one of them. You expected that the Giants, despite not having him, we would see some semblance of offense. Two good receivers, right? But they can't perform that way again in order to keep this marriage even remotely happy. Like, I don't know what was the rhyme or reason for why Brandon Marshall wasn't getting the ball. Was it what the defenses, they were just on him like that? Was it the fact, I know that the protection was bad, but still, the player that he is in this league, he should have been able to do more. You said leave it as well because you and I agree. You're taking it. I'm leaving it. But for similar reasons, though, Mike, it's not really a marriage. See, it's kind of a trick question. It's a great analogy, but it's not really a marriage. He's a side piece. You said open marriage. <laughs> it's like Eli's got a wife and a girlfriend on the side. Is he the side piece that doesn't know? That's the question. <laughs> So he needs to lower his expectations because once the main squeeze comes back, right. might not be able to give so you right all now, the attention you need. Right now, Brandon Marshall's February 15th, National Sappies Day. You knew it what this was when you came here. So Adrian <laughs> Peterson, remember, didn't get a whole lot of tick Monday night. He said he knew he was signing up for a timeshare in New Orleans, but he said, I didn't sign up for nine snaps. Golick, take it or leave it. Peterson and Peyton can make this marriage work. I'm going to leave this one. You want to talk about a side piece that doesn't know they're a side piece. Adrian Peterson coming over to a place where you just don't do what they do here. Like, you can't catch passes out of the backfield. Right. You can't pass protect. 
So what are you going to do in this system where, oh, by the way, you're not the only Hall of Famer on the field. Like, they got one of those already in tow. They got Alvin Kamara there. Mark Ingram's been there for a while. Like, this this isn't going to change much for him anytime soon. Yeah, at first I was thinking that how he reacted emotionally during the game, the look he gave Sean Payton, that that was just because it was his old team. If it had been any other team in the National Football League, Adrian Peterson probably isn't feeling that emotionally invested. But him saying this has changed my mind. So I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to leave this. I don't think that this is going to work. I think they have two different expectations for what this season is supposed to be like. I'm going to take it because I don't think the Saints signed up for nine snaps either. I don't think they brought Adrian Peterson in there to play nine snaps. I think they brought him in there to use him. The game got away to such a such a place from a score and situation standpoint where Kamara had to be the lead guy. I think ideally the Saints hope that their defense and their running game are better to where they're controlling more games and not chasing another team from behind. And that way Adrian Peterson can get more carries. He's not going like, to get fed they, and, and get in a rhythm. They like spreading it around, though, Mike. Asking you know that, that defense to be a lot better soon. Too. Yeah, that's true. Let's go to college. Uh, Golden, take it or leave it that Lamar Jackson lights up Clemson Saturday night on ABC. I'm going to leave this one. 11 sacks for Clemson against a team with a lot better offensive line. Like, I get Jared Siddham is like boot like Lamar Jackson. He's, he can move <laughs> around a little bit. That's insulting because yeah. Jared Siddham is not even that close. No, that's, but that's what I mean. Like, strong arm can move around a little bit. Lamar Jackson is going to do a lot better. The thing that just worries me is they hit Siddham that many times on 24 dropbacks. Lamar Jackson passed the ball almost 40 times against North Carolina, carried it almost 20. They're going to have to have some people help him out, and I just don't know if they have the dogs for that. And that that's all fair. I'm just choosing to believe in the player that Lamar Jackson is. He's that good to me. And uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna take it. I'm going to take the, that he's going to light up Clemson. I still think that they will lose, but I still think that he's going to get his. Lamar Jackson is a problem. A lot of people have this perception that he's just an athlete playing quarterback. No, my man is a quarterback. And right. what I saw, from what I saw of what he did against North Carolina, he can beat you from the pocket. I'm putting on a clinic and having it both ways. For the purposes of this conversation and this device, I'm leaving it. Because out of respect for Clemson's defense, I don't think he lights them up to the tune of that 300 game. passing, 100 rushing, or six touchdowns. But I think he plays a mature quarterback game, wins the game, has a signature moment. Maybe not plant the flag in midfield. Right. No need to do that yet at home. But has a signature moment. And all the people saying, keep showing me that you progressed into a pocket passer will be satisfied with the way he manages and wins the game against a tough defense. Maybe not the numbers, but the crooked numbers that matter the most on you the You know, if board. we run around the horn, I would mute you because remember when you would try to buy and sell at the same time? That's what you just did. You can't take and leave at the same time. Oof. Who said who? <laughs> I make the rules here. A couple of teams with quarterback questions. Deshaun Watson making his first career start for the Texans on his birthday. Andy Dalton. I would say the noise has started, but it's been going on for years. 37 QBR, 5-11, one loss in prime time. 1-5 with 16 points in the last two meetings with mm. the Texans. Good to see Teddy Bruschi. So, as I hey. mentioned, lots of pressure on Andy Dalton, literally and figuratively. Doesn't do well under pressures, offensive lines and shambles. Pressure on him to perform better than his .6 QBR against the Ravens. How critical yeah. is this game for him tonight? Well, it'd be good for them to win, that's for sure. But I don't think it's critical in terms of, I mean, you'd be looking at Andy Dalton and, and trade them or anything like that because I still think he's a good quarterback watching the game last week he was still throwing a good ball hitting hitting slants making good throws accurate throws a couple interceptions deflected off a couple defenders it looked bad it did look bad but September in in today's NFL is an, is an extension of the preseason in my opinion I mean they are still trying to figure out who they are offensive lines especially because 
that's the group that has to work the most together. There's five men on the, on the line that have to learn to work right. together, and that communication and that type of cohesion sometimes takes a little while. Yeah, I guess I just wonder, and Marvin Lewis, I think, is reasonable, reasonable enough to understand that Andy Dalton is the type of guy that needs things going well around him to perform at his best, especially up front, and wouldn't hold him accountable for flaws on the offensive line. But if you got an A.J. McCarron back there who's a free agent after this year, and you know Andy Dalton's limitations, and Andy Dalton is exacerbating the, the protection problems, and as opposed to overcoming them, do you have to make a move and say, you know what, actually, he is more of the problem than I want to believe. Right now, I wouldn't make that move. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Even if I don't, he performs poorly tonight. I'm not saying point I, six bad. Right, right. <laughs> right? I, I don't see him performing poorly. as poorly as he did last week tonight. I mean, yeah. it's... This is... This is still a quarterback that's done some really good things for the Bengals. And to throw in A.J. McCarron right now, this is something I don't think he's ever been in this position before in terms of, uh, I can't recall, besides injury, Andy right. Dalton being yeah. booted out of the starting lineup because yeah. of play. Yeah. So, um, Well, this is to, it's, it's interesting you made the observation about the line because you see it, there's, it seems to be a league-wide offensive line uh, problem right now. The problem is, yeah, I completely agree with you, Teddy, the, the first month of the season has essentially become the preseason because a lot of these guys don't play. They're playing for the first time. Yeah, right. they, they are. Right. The problem is the games actually count, unlike the preseason. And if you're Marvin Lewis and you seem to forever be uh, sitting on and off the hot seat, yeah. right, at various times, and you have a quarterback that while, as you, as you perfectly put it, he has done some good, good things in this league where there's not a lot of good quarterbacks – you know, he's one that's that's borderline good, as I say. Like, there's above yeah. average or borderline good, right? But I don't know if they can really afford to continue to roll with him if especially you're at home and against yeah. a rookie quarterback. Like, he can't lose this game. I mean, it's almost has Marvin Lewis gotten comfortable because right. of, I mean, he feels like, no, they're not getting rid of me. They're never getting rid of me because it's, that's just something they don't do. Right. And so getting comfortable in with Andy Dalton and maybe not seeing his faults, that could be the case, but – you got to survive September is right. still what, what I think you need to do. And, and before you jump to conclusions and, and taking Andy Dalton out of the starting lineup, mm-hmm. you got to give him not, able, not only this game. I know he's had problems in Thursday games before, especially also with the Texans yeah. in the yeah. past. Yep. Right. They've had their way with the Cincinnati Bengals. But you got to give this kid still, still a chance to make sure right. before you throw in that A.J. McCarron. Because if you do, because if you do. I don't know if you go back. Right. That's what Bill O'Brien's facing with uh, Deshaun Watson. All right. A lot of quarterback conversations will be certainly had tomorrow uh, after this game. Teddy, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for the perspective. All right. Now, uh, earlier today, Sylvia Fowles was named the 2017 WNBA MVP after ranking among the league's top five players in scoring, rebounding, blocks, field goal percentage, and double-doubles. She did it all. And she joins us next. And it's a pleasure to welcome to the sixth three-time Olympic gold medalist, WNBA champ, and now MVP, Sylvia Files. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. So let's start right there with the MVP. What does it mean to you to have such a prestigious award? Um, it means everything. Um, I'm just sitting back and trying to reflect uh, over all the hard work that I put in throughout my years and for me to be getting this award here in Minnesota with the, the group of young women that I'm among, uh, it means everything. When you've accomplished as much as you've accomplished in your career, as I mentioned, already being a WNBA champ and with the gold medals uh, that you've won, does it have the same effect when you're considered the league, league's best player having already accomplished so much? Um, it's it's kind of... Uh, 
give take type thing. Um, you know, when you're playing with Team USA, that's kind of the highest of the high. But when you're amongst our lead and um, you considered MVP, I think that puts you on a, a different standard because not everybody can get to that platform. Now, uh, right now, you're in a series of, with the Washington Mystics. You guys blew them out kind of in game one. Uh, what's going to be the key for you guys to close out this series against them? Um, just make sure we plan the way we plan, uh, keeping up that energy. Um, game one is over with. We know Washington going to come out with some fire, and they're going to try to bring it to us. So if we just stay poised and play the way we're capable of playing, I think we'll be okay. Great time to be Sylvia Files. Uh, MVP, we talked about all your accomplishments. But the LSU Hall of Fame committee unanimously approved the retirement of your jersey. What's it going to mean to you to see number 34 <laughs> hanging from the rafters? Um, it's still surreal. Um, I think once I get there and see the, the jersey actually hanging up, that's when it'll become reality. Uh, but like I said, it just shows like all the hard work that I put in over the years is finally paying off. So I feel blessed to have my jersey retired. Um, it'll be next to Simone. And um, that's a great accomplishment. Anything when you can, when you can try to market yourself after Simone Augustus. You've had a blessed career, that's for sure. Congratulations on being the WNBA here, here. MVP. And I believe what, see, catch game Thank two you. tonight on ESPN2 at 8 yes. p.m. So we'll see you in action a little bit later. Thank you, Sylvia. Let the speculation begin, Michael. Begin? Okay, let the speculation continue. No, let it end. No. Look, LeBron and his lovely wife, Savannah, they, uh, well, he worked out at Notre Dame High School. They together were checking out the high school, some as to speculate that maybe it's for their kids because maybe this means that LeBron is moving or, shall I say, will be a Laker next season. This is such an exercise of futility. I believe that LeBron does not know what he's going to do next year. Are the Lakers an option? Oh, I don't believe that. Did he got one foot out the door? He's the most calculating dude of all time. So many time. things could change. He's so calculating. Uh, okay, all right. No. But let's, can we stop connecting no, dots? No, no, we can't. You know why? Because when we look back on all of this, when he's a Laker next season, every, everybody's going right. to say, remember when right. he w went to Notre Dame and, and when he said high school? I'm going to say, ha-ha jokes on y'all. <laughs> Handles in the sand. That's right. a new workout for you. It is. It's already hard enough running in the sand. Hold on, hold on. What? I just want to get a better look at who's doing the handling. You know, see? I'm sorry, I'm shameless. <laughs> you are too, too shameless. I'm sorry. This, but how does that help you build better handles? That's what I wonder. Ballers know. Ba Ballers know. Really? The resistance of the sand the trajectory. makes it harder to bounce. So it it's like the physical centrifugalness or whatever. So Victor Oladipo, good guy, great singer, pretty good basketball player. He said on the Breakfast Club, shout out, uh, Charlemagne. Scotty Pippen was a star but not a superstar. He's right. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's not a superstar. People give out the word superstar, superstar so liberally. Because he didn't grow up on Because it, it wasn't like was Scotty. I want to be like Scotty. He's player. arguably the greatest was perimeter defender player, of all time. Was he a transcendent player? Jordan doesn't win player. six without him. It's because he didn't come off the bench. Is that what it is? Was he a transcendent player? Is that what player? it is? Because of Portland? Is he like LeBron? He's a superstar. No. the greatest players of all time. I don't really care about this story. Tony Busby, the Texas A&M region who recently called for Kevin Sumlin's job, bought a $600,000 tank that was used during World War II. Congratulations. Ain't tricking if you got it. 
Wait, you said he used to play with Tony Childs as a child. That was part of inspiration. Great. Back to Scottie Pippen. He's not I'm not going to stand for the disrespect it's of not Scottie Pippen. Mike, in, you in, can be a superstar in the NBA. It's and, maybe the greatest duo ever. In the ever. NBA, there might be four or five superstars in the league at once. The you can't dude, be 25 superstars. How you can be one of the greatest on the one end of the court ever? Okay. okay average 22 the year Jordan was out. It's because of Jordan. He is not Like, a you superstar. a superstar, but unfortunately, my shadow is just too big. <laughs> but you're still a superstar. I tell you what. <laughs> He's a superstar. I guess was that a chess bump? Kaelin Robinson, six one one seventy, at Village School in Houston, ended up on the wrong end of that because his coach is six eight three eighty. Why you going you gotta, up? You got to size that up before you do it. I get being enthusiastic. You got to. You got to size that up. Scotty Pippen is not a superstar. Right? He's not. No. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's oh, not a superstar. Everybody can't be one. I know. Everybody Dr. can't James get the club. Is a superstar. Yes, and he was. still got superstar. Old I know man everybody moves. can't get in VIP. Right? Why are you trying to get? Why are you trying but to? Scotty Pippen belongs in VIP. The superstar club. Everybody Scottie, in general admission. I got you. See, some I of us appreciate the subtlety of defense. This little thing called defense, and he was a great all-around player. He was a problem. He was not a superstar. Time to go hard in the paint. Well, Mike going hard in the paint right now. <laughs> hey, not. I just want to point out that Ty Lue, he says. That Kevin Love will have his best season yet as a Cavalier. I believe okay. it. Obviously, Kyrie's gone. More elbow touches. That's another dude you've been disrespecting over the years, and I'm no longer standing for it. <laughs> okay. Well, given who's left on the team, I'm nah, not. No, 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 no. I'm not surprised. Or equivocate. I'm not. You, you had nothing to say last year when you were 19 and 13 as a third option. You were like, Kevin Love's overrated. Kevin Love's overrated. Well, that's because you basically said he's Moses Malone. He ain't Moses Malone. No, because he's white, but he just is good. So I'm kidding. <laughs> Rush in peace, Moses Malone. I'm just saying, I put off for Kevin Love. That's all I'm Clearly. saying. Clearly. Uh, so Shaq, Shaq made an appearance there. on Oprah's Master Class, which is Go awesome. <laughs> and said that him and Kobe are the most dominant duo in Lakers history. Okay, uh-huh. Bro, whatever. Show me the lie. Magic and Kareem want a word with all of y'all? Okay. You young folks is out of control. So let me get this straight. See? And I love this. That's why we can't have nice things. Because you got these ridiculous hot teams. That's not ridiculous. Like Scotty Pippen's not a superstar. And Shaq and Kobe not. are not, or not better than Magic and Kareem. Okay, Shaq, the most dominant Kareem. center of our life. Shout out to the, one of the greatest MCs of all time. Go ahead. Yes, happy birthday. Happy 44th to Nas. Lonzo Ball. Will you please listen to this man with your ridiculously bad hip-hop takes? Meanwhile, Miami Central <laughs> High School upset three-time defending national champion Bishop Gorman in Vegas Friday night. But they were unable to return to South Florida when their flights, of course, were canceled because of Hurricane Irma. Team was stranded. Costs began to skyrocket. That's when members of the Dolphins stepped up and here, covered here. the cost to get the high school team home. Right, We're going home. But we'll see y'all tomorrow. Scotty Pippen is not a superstar. We're going to see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>